welcome to the first official episode of Hanging in the Hangar. Uh, I'm your host, Kyle Corey, with uh, Daniel Meek here. Uh, What's up? The head of West End Young Adults Group. And we're just bringing this podcast to you. It's been something we've been thinking about for a while. Um, and we're just thinking it'd be great to have something that, you know, all of our working young adults could listen to throughout the week. Um, you know, listen to information that's relevant to them about Nashville if you're new in town and don't know too much about what there is to do around, um, you know, getting to know more about West End or its leaders, bringing in, you know, some of the uh, members that we have in the group that have just interesting stories to share um, and just talking about faith. Um, so we're just going to have this episode just talking about, uh, you know, just how the adult group kind of got started, how Daniel made his way here, um, and just, you know, creating this way for you guys to connect more with West End throughout the week. Um, and we saw this be something fun uh, that we could do and just have uh, a place for you guys to just listen to things that are just relevant in your life and just be able to have a good time with it. So we'll just jump into it. So Daniel, we're going to talk about the man behind the meek. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you've been here for how many years now? I have been a member at West End for um, almost five years. Okay. And what brought you here? Um, well, specifically to West End Community Church, um, we were looking for a church. Me and my wife had been married for about a year and a half, um, maybe almost two years, and we were just looking for a new church. And uh, we had some friends that went here, um, and yeah, we just we were visiting a couple of different local churches. We were all looking at different places on the, the west side of Nashville. And um, we came to West End. And I believe one thing that my, my wife always says is like, the first Sunday that we visited, we felt like we left having known like five different families. It just mm -hmm. felt like we were visitors, we were new, and everybody talked to us and welcomed us. And that was like such a great first impression for us. Mm -hmm. So that, that was the beginning. And uh, yeah, about uh, almost five years later, it's it's the my favorite church that we've ever been to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it here. Yeah, I mean, I had a similar experience. I had only been in town for about a month, month and a half, and had been going to a young adult group uh, like nearby where I lived down in Bellevue. And it just... I wasn't getting to know people that quickly and just going to young adults like I started meeting people super quickly uh, we played nine square which is something that like I had done in college a bunch that I was like oh like, I can relate to this like this is something that you know is unique to me um, and you know I feel like within you know one or two times I already like knew people I could say hello to people I could be like oh I'm gonna go sit with these people and they invited me to the church and I uh, took time to go and it just had a, just a wealth of like opportunities to get involved with um, just like this after uh, church classes. So I went to one of those and got to know people better and started hanging out. And like kind of what you're saying is you just meet a ton of people really quickly and you just get plugged in, which was just very different from what I had experienced at some of the other churches that I tried out. 
Yeah, I I totally agree. The the communal feel, the welcoming, um, is such a huge part of West End as as a whole, and I think it's definitely trickled down into the young adults community. Um, and just as a side note, like if you're gonna show up and play nine square with us, you got to watch your face. <laughs> You you'll get spiked on real quick. Oh yeah, some tall guys out there, and some heavy hitter girls that played volleyball for years. My God. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, man, I, I can remember the first time that you came, and we just uh, I know we we went and grabbed lunch the next week, and just chilling at Panera Bread, and just getting to know you, and um, hearing your story, and and. Um, what all you've been through and, and how you got here and, and just getting connected. It's, it's just been awesome. I guess maybe a, a, almost a year. Really. Yeah, a little yeah. Over, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. But man, so you lead being an adults group. Um, what is that like for you? Like what are some of the things that like make the job the one that you chose? Oh man, I, I kind of fell into this. Um, so for years, I was a, I was a, a high school teacher and a, a football coach, baseball coach. Um, thought that's what I would do, and honestly, just kind of um, attending church here. And um, the youth director asked if I would be interested in like a kind of a part time helping them teach on Sunday mornings, and I was like, yeah, sure. And so I did that for maybe um, not quite a year, maybe like six to nine months. And um, he said, hey, we're starting a young adults group. There's already a girl, Kayla Powell, who's hosting this like young adults Bible study weekly in like the basement of her house. And would you like to be involved in just kind of helping us figure out how to organize a Bible study? And I was like, sure, that." That sounds cool. There's maybe 10 to 15 people. Um, we would sing like three songs on the acoustic guitar, and I would come up with like a couple of questions. I wasn't, we weren't even really teaching. It was just looking at scriptures. Um, and yeah, and so like it just kind of started growing from there. And then, and then COVID hit like three, four months later. Um, and it just kind of like, it seemed like, oh, wow, what's going to happen with this? Um, well, we just started kind of meeting outside, meeting in the parks, um, kind of being faithful to just show up. New people were still moving to Nashville, even as COVID was hitting. Mm -hmm. And um, just kind of as, as the group started to grow, my passion for the age group, really started to grow. I, I saw a lot of my younger self in the community that was um, moving to Nashville and needing a place and needing a people and um, just wanting to have a place to connect. And so, I mean, that's just kind of how, how I got into it. Um, and I would just say some of my favorite things are really just being able to to walk side by side with young men and women um, in just a weird phase of life, like the post-college, mid-20s, 
is such a weird time and there's so much growth. Um, yeah, I just, I just love being able to be there to be a sounding board, to be a friend, um, and whatever it is that you guys need. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, do you feel like there was anything that in your life just kind of prepared you to kind of fulfill that role? Well, we might get into this maybe later in, in like other episodes, but I was lost for a long time. Um, and really up until like I was 25, I don't even really think I understood what Christianity was. Um, but even, even like outside of coming to faith in Christ, I just, I, I had a, a, a lack of purpose. Um, to the point to where I got so um, apathetic about purpose that I just like was reserved to laziness or like mm-hmm. reserved to like whatever happens happens kind of a uh, I don't know I just had lack of direction lack of purpose and so I don't think Nashville is a place where people move to because they have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then I think trying to, trying to carry like the balance of my faith and my career and this city that's booming and thriving and how do I find relationships with like-minded people? Um, I think that my experience of having to kind of work through the dark kind of mud and the muck of my middle twenties has just given me um, a softer heart for the wanderer or the questioner or the person who is confused about, um, is this the right career path for me? Is she the right girl? Is he the right boy? Like, just all this kind of stuff. I think my mid-20s, I think God was preparing me to be doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I mean, kind of what you were saying earlier, that like, as, you know, young 20 or 30-ish year olds, we all are kind of in this unique place in our lives where not a lot of things are decided, and there's a lot of questions we have about what is everything going to look like, and, you know, being able to have someone who can understand what that was like and can convey, like, hey, you have a purpose here, just get it, being able to get people involved, like, you know, starting a podcast. Uh, it's just been great being able to just connect with you uh, on that level and having seen just the way in which you connect with everybody who walks through the door, uh, you know, whether it be a guy or a girl or whoever it is, just being able to talk to them and get them involved and make them feel like they want to come back. Hmm. Well, thank you for saying that. I I don't think, I think that's something that as like God has created in me in the last like two years because I was always more of a, um, I wasn't super extroverted. And so I wasn't like, even getting into ministry, I was, I was thinking, can I do this? Like, you, you want to be humble, but then you also have like this self-consciousness where, where you're like, um, I'm not like relevant enough or I'm not interesting enough to even like engage with people in that way. Um, and so I think that's something that God is has done in me is to like give me energy um give me a heart to be more outgoing to be more interested 
I think being in the, uh, the high school world, um, there's a lot more actual instruction. Hey, stop doing that. Stop doing this. Go here. You're late for class. In coaching, it's a, here's what you do. If you don't do it, you can come stand with me on the sidelines, that kind of thing. And that's not really what the young adults ministry is. It's so much more um, building a friendship and literally just being there for the individual who just needs someone to talk to, may not need advice, but just needs someone to be a sounding board. Um, and then from time to time, who needs someone to you know slap them on the back and say, "Hey, dude, let's go! Like, get with it." Let's yeah. pick it up and go. That's awesome. So, through this experience, do you feel like you've grown in certain ways? Uh, like, what do you think this like experience has done for you to improve you in your faith and uh, just your productivity? Um, you know, in any way you think of. Um, I, I think that in, in the last two years, I've become a more gentle person. I, I think that coming into ministry, I was thinking, um, you know, I kind of had this like, I guess maybe 10 years ago, I was like super on fire for apologetics and like, how do you argue with an atheist and like win an argument? And so there's like kind of this like mindset of, how do I win an argument? And then also, how can you make someone, this is not what apologetics is, but I think I had a mindset of, of how can I defeat someone to make them feel like their side is dumb mm -hmm. and that then they'll be convinced that Christianity is real and that they should follow Jesus. And I think being with young adults in Nashville, where you have people coming from, the Northeast, the West Coast, Deep South, like from all different kinds of backgrounds. Um, God's just made me a more gentle person, um, more quick to listen and slow to speak, and, and I guess more of a relational person where I, I don't really believe that I have to fix you, um, and I definitely don't think I have to fix you in the first meeting. Um, and I think probably what I think that God has, um, done in me more so than anything is, is make me understand that he's the one who does the salvation and the growth and that I'm just supposed to be faithful to show up and display his love. Oh yeah. I mean, I've seen that in my life and in places I've been, you know, we can talk about this in another episode, but. You know, I've been on a few missions trips where I've witnessed other groups coming in, and I feel like, you know, when you're young and you're just first getting to the faith, you often have this idea of like, oh, I need to accomplish things. Like I'm, you know, I have a duty to uphold. Like God is entrusting me with all this, and you know, we see someone who's not a believer, we're like, oh, this is my chance to convince them. Like I, you know, I got one shot at this. Yeah. And we often lack patience, and I think that's something that like. I found, you know, growing up in the Northeast, I was recently back in Boston uh, visiting, and just the lack of patience was just super evident as soon as I stepped out of the airport. Um, <laughs> but you just find that 
we're all just rushing to be able to fulfill God's purposes and we're not resting in like what he wants for us. We're not, you know, taking in the time to allow him to work and us to be a vessel. Um, and I find that that's something that like I struggle with even now, just being like, okay, I feel like I need to have purpose. Like, you know, a young 20 something, I'm like, okay, like there's a lot of questions in my life that I don't have figured out yet. And just always constantly trying to rush those things to like be complete. So I think it's great just hearing like how that's also been something that you've been mm-hmm. learning through this experience. That's yeah. something that our listeners can relate to and understand. Um, I think that that's just a really important lesson that uh, people of any age can really just learn and grow in. Yeah, I, I think I think growing up in church, um, I grew up in Alabama, and so I think growing up in church, um, I had a lot of the answers like beat into me, so to speak, um, and I just pushed back on that. And I think for a couple of years after age 25, I just say 25, 25-ish, um, I think for a couple of years I was like on fire for Christ in a way that I was like, how come I never heard any of this stuff before? How come nobody told me this? And the truth is, is that like I just didn't have ears to hear it. Like I had heard all that stuff a hundred times. Um mm-hmm. But the Lord had to do His work in His time in my life. And I think that early in ministry, I was thinking, okay, this needs to be microwaved, and I need to have this popcorn popped in a minute. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, no, this is like, a you have to work on this. You have to cultivate it. You're planting a seed, and you're watching it grow. And I think some of the most rewarding things in my life has been watching the the two-year growth of not just the ministry, but individuals in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So what's, uh, what should all uh, incoming and just the long-standing members of West End Young Adults know about you and about mm-hmm. West End? Like how, how do you think they can come and like relate to you and what are things that people might not already know about you that have been here for a few years that you're like, oh, I can't believe you didn't know this. Um, I could give you like some real like personal stuff. Um, I have I, I think okay I have a um, I have a very low self-esteem. Um, I have a, a very um, I, I don't know if you call it like a comparison complex, but I just always seem to think that I'm <laughs> I'm not good enough for what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe a lot of people feel that way when they are in roles. They're like, how did I get here? I don't feel um, qualified enough to do this. Um, So I think that's something a little personal. Um, Also, to know about me personally, um, if me and you are friends, I'm going to make fun of you. And and I'm going to love you even more if you make fun of me. Oh, yeah. So like... I think like friends are going to give it to each other and they're going to be able to receive it from one another. Um, I'm very serious about the gospel and about uh, teaching the scriptures. In a, in almost every other area of life, I'm not very serious. Yeah. So I, I love messing around. I love um, you know just just playing with people and just you know whatever it is. Just always joking. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I guess that's about all you need to know about me. Alright, I know we got a, a joke of the week coming up, and y'all get ready for this one. You told it to be earlier, 20 minutes I left. So if you left for any less than that, that's on you. Okay, um, seasonal jokes. Um, I'm a dad, I'm a father of, of two girls, so I have to keep working on my dad jokes. So, um, what do you call a barking pumpkin? I don't know, Daniel. What, what do you call a barking pumpkin? A gourd dog. Oh, Daniel. You clown of a man. That's probably one of the worst jokes that I've <laughs> ever heard in my entire life. Oh, yeah. You yeah. might have to think about it for a while, but yeah, a yeah. gourd dog. Eventually, eventually you'll understand it. So living in Nashville, what do you think drew you here and what about it have you just learned to, to love like what's your favorite part about being in you know this city specifically um well the short answer to what drew me here is my wife uh she was an intern at she was working an internship at vanderbilt at the time uh which transitioned into some project management stuff for her and she was living here and i was living in alabama and we've known each other since we were four years old and we started dating at 27. And as soon as we started dating, I was like, I'm gonna marry her. And so um, I moved up here, moved in with a buddy, and uh, we got married like a year and a half later. Um, I think what, it's weird because I love Alabama. I love uh, the country. I love small towns. I love a slow um, lifestyle. And I never thought I would be in Nashville. I thought maybe we'd be here for a couple years and then we'd move. Um, and I have no desire to leave this place. Um, I love Nashville. Um, not, not necessarily like the downtown scene or the music scene or I, I couldn't really put my finger on it. I think that I just love that there's always something new. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you can never be bored. I mean, we live 15 to 20 minutes from the church in the suburbs, um, and it's kind of a sleepy, like, suburban lifestyle. But also, three minutes from my house is the Natchez Trace, and 15 minutes from my house is downtown Nashville. And so you can either be on a beautiful hike or you can be listening to some of the best new music in the country. You know, it just depends on what you want to do. There's always a new restaurant. Um, there's always great food, new places to try. Um, I think I think that's my favorite thing about the city is just like, if you want to do something, you can do it. If you want to just go be in nature, the city is in nature. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that. Yeah, I found that, like, that's something that drew me to Nashville was that idea of you have these massive parks you can hike in that are, like, right in the city. Yeah. Um, you know, I was deciding kind of between D.C., Boston, and here, and part of it was the job that yeah. brought me here. Um, but, like, visiting Boston again, and I was in D.C. recently, and just how different both of those cities are from here is just astounding. You know, I just found that it's so congested in those other cities. Um, it's 
you know, the while they have like better public transportation and yeah. stuff like that. But finding the idea of like you can have a million things to do, but also feel like you're in a place that has lulls to it. That yeah. you know, you can get away for a bit. You you mm-hmm. can find a way to, you know, feel like you're out of the city. Like, you know, I live in Bellevue like you and yeah. everything's super close by, but when I go home like, okay, I'm home, I can rest. Mm-hmm. But like in Boston, like there was no rest. You're everything's just go, go, go. Like people don't even drive around to get anywhere. Which yeah, I've never been to Boston. I've been to D.C. and was overwhelmed with how big it is. Like, yeah. just the hustle and bustle and, like you said, the, the transportation. Um, yeah, I, this is a big city that feels like a small city, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. All right. Um, so we'll transition into our next topic, which is fall time. Uh, it's this time of year that leaves are changing and slowly dying. <laughs> but uh, it's a time where there's a lot of traditions that happen. Um, you know, Halloween is coming up and uh, I know people are getting ready to gear up and throw on costumes and party and whatnot. But what are some of the things that you find yourself really enjoying about? this time of year Daniel. yeah I, I don't know um very much about uh science but i think uh the leaves dying is that what they call photosynthesis is that the process they go through <laughs> i don't know we'll we'll, we'll ask uh kyle lira yeah next time is our, our chemist here um of course that probably has nothing to do with it either um the fall time is football time i i love football so um it just, it's got that, like, the crispness in the air, the weather, um, football's alive and well. Um, people are hoping that they're not going to be disappointed by the Titans for, <laughs> you know, a, a millionth season in a row. Um, sorry to all the Titans fans out there. Sorry. <laughs> not hating. Um, but I think what I mentioned before about what I love about Nashville is is also what I love about Nashville in the fall is like I can I can take um my five-year-old her name is Hadley um I have a one-year-old too her name's Hutton but she can't really appreciate nature right now (laughs) but Hadley like I can just take her out to one of the greenways like Nashville has tons of greenways that just all connect with one another and we can be in nature and see some beautiful sights and like we just got back from um uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains, which is in Georgia, but driving out of Nashville and on the way, like all through Middle Tennessee right now, just the leaves are beautiful, the hill, the rolling hills that we have here, um, just so beautiful. Um, and, and I would say my family really loves going out to to the Cheekwood Estate, which is Really, it's it's not very far out of the heart of the city. It's it's kind of close to where me and you live in Bellevue. Um, it's just it's kind of a botanical garden type situation, where they have a bunch of like festive stuff to do, um, a bunch of seasonal stuff. So around Christmas time, they'll have lights everywhere. Right now, there's a big like pumpkin display where they've created like a house out of pumpkins. Um, really cool to walk around. And so yeah, I would say just being outdoors in a place like this. 
uh, being able to kind of explore and appreciate, you know, God's creation is uh, just a beautiful thing about Nashville. Nice. Yeah, I'm finding that the weather's been great recently. Amazing. Um, I went for a run the other day, and it was, like, super nice out. We had just had some cold come through. Yeah. And just seeing all the leaves, like, just gorgeous out. Um, every once in a while, that massive leaf just hits you in the face. But, <laughs> yeah. So that's not fun. But I found it, like, my first year here, I had just arrived at the beginning of October. And I didn't really get involved until the middle of November. So I really didn't get to experience a ton of the, like, fall tradition of Nashville. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like this is really my first year being able to experience that. Um, and kind of what you're saying is, like, you know, you drove from, through Georgia. I went to a wedding last year in, like, early November, and driving through, there's this one lake that you passed that it was probably one of the most gorgeous things I had seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, just being able to be, just seeing all of these colors on the trees and just the water and, Oh, it was amazing. So if you guys ever are out driving that way, make sure to, to go the way. Kyle, Kyle, come here for a second. What's photosynthesis? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you want to tell <laughs> the what's, listeners uh, what photosynthesis tell is? Tell us about photosynthesis. Uh, it's so you go it's to when it eats the water and takes it to the sun. <laughs> the process by which plants make food for themselves. Liar! Hey, so, Lucas. Does it have anything to do with the leaves changing colors? Ah, oh, okay. I was so close. <laughs> I was so oh, close. Kind of. Oh, kind of. Kind of. Hey, He's a chemist. I, has to do with light. All right, we'll take the win. We'll take the win. Okay. But uh, <laughs> lucky he was here for this. <laughs> but uh, all right. Anything else on the list? No, I'm just glad that Kyle Lear got to make an appearance yeah, on yeah. the podcast. Halloween's coming up. You've got two kids. Um, what are they going to dress them up as? My daughter wants to be a cheerleader. Okay. Um, I'm sure that my wife will dress our one-year-old up in something that... Uh, Looks ridiculous, <laughs> but that is well thought out and will make her look beautiful and adorable. Um, Taylor does a great job with that. Um, Hadley wants to be an Auburn cheerleader. So if you guys are not Auburn fans, which I'm assuming that most people listening are probably not Auburn fans, we are a, a War Eagle family. Um, so she wants to be a cheerleader. And uh, she keeps saying, I don't think she knows what this means. She keeps saying she wants to be a zombie cheerleader. <laughs> And I've told her no. <laughs> um, our neighborhood has great uh, uh, trick-or-treating. Last year, I sat outside in the driveway with the solo stove, um, just raging with a fire. Uh, I think I had like Led Zeppelin playing um, on the Bluetooth speaker, just handing out candy while um, my wife, Taylor, took Hadley around the streets. It was tons of fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. What about you? Are you like a big Halloween party guy? Uh, I mean, it used to be growing up. Like my friend group, like we probably went trick-or-treating until we were like middle school. Yeah. Um, and we realized we were too old by the time people would open their door and look at us and be like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, and it was to the point where like we were too old to even really dress up. Like we weren't trying. So they would look at us and be like, I don't even know what you are. Yeah, you just carry, you're just carrying a pillowcase. Yeah, <laughs> with your school clothes on. Like you have a hoodie on and like an alien mask. Like what's what's that about? Are you here to rob me? 
But uh, yeah, so once that kicks in, we kind of stopped and we would just start watching scary movies or something. Um, that's probably one of my favorite things to do is just sit around with some friends. And on my first year here, I was getting to know random people um, and ended up at like a Halloween party in Franklin. And I have not seen those people since. <laughs> so what about this year is there any uh are there any halloween parties coming up there are for you guys uh yes um we are having one on saturday sweet um it should be fun uh costumes, costumes yeah. are not mandatory but highly highly recommended do you have yours together i do i every year since four or five years ago i've gone as spider-man Paid a hundred dollars for this uniform, and I'm going to get my money's worth. You gotta use it until you. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And I also, I don't know if you all have seen me right now. Some of you probably don't even know me, but my hair is super long, and I was considering. Well, not super long. It's not as long as some people's hair, but I was considering going with Ted Lasso. If you haven't seen that show, and I was like, okay, I would have to shave to have a mustache, which I had already fully shaved. I was like, can't grow that back in a week, mm-hmm. and then. I would have to get a haircut, and I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that commitment yet. We kind of have a Andrew Garfield hairstyle kind of yeah. going on. So, The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I have a Homecoming, the, the first uh, of the MCU Spider-Man yeah. uniforms. That's the one I have. Ooh. Um, okay. I know some people don't like that uniform, but I think that's probably my favorite one that I've seen. I don't have an opinion on uh, Spider-Man right. <laughs> uniforms or costumes or outfits. Well, you're not going as anything, Daniel? Uh, no, I don't think so. No? I don't think I'd be dressing up. Right. <laughs> Unless, uh, I get made to dress up or something, but I kind of like being the doorman that hands out the candy, okay. and then I can just kind of sit in my driveway and maybe, uh, crack open an IPA, and, <laughs> uh, just give the kids pure sugar right. so that they can <laughs> go home and terrorize their parents. Oh boy, I remember those days. Yeah. My parents would... Say, okay, you can have one piece of candy, and then this is going up in the cabinet where you cannot reach it. You get one a day for the rest of the, the year or whatever it was. Yeah, what's, what's great is like the first, so like maybe for the last two years, Hadley's probably too old for us to get away with this now, is we would just take her Halloween candy from her, and we would put it up in the cabinet, and it would be incentive for good behavior. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> hey, if you don't get a time out today mm-hmm. then you can have this baby snickers <laughs> and it would be the most effective behavior discipline that we could think of oh yeah it's like i know you worked hard just knocking on doors asking for free candy <laughs> but uh you're gonna get this in, in increments this is... yeah <laughs> oh man all right well um is there anything that this week has stood out to you in terms of just things that you've been uh, learning about or reading in your faith that you think is you would like to share? Well, it's interesting that, um, so one of our pastors, Pastor Greg Davis, came in tonight to teach our, our lesson. He he taught on um, the theme that, that's, that's coming up in the book of Exodus um, of covenant. And, and he went through a bunch of different um, kind of a history of covenants in the Bible. And in our class that I'm teaching on Sunday mornings in Hebrews, I just taught about how Jesus is superior to the old covenant. And then the week before, in our young adults, Tuesday night, I taught on holiness. And um, I didn't really 
plan it out this way, but this like holiness, Jesus is superior to the old covenant, and then like a history of covenants and, and what the new covenant is that Greg talked about tonight has just all really connected in a really cool way for me um, about the, you know, he talked a lot about requirements tonight, the requirements of um, each covenant, whether it be the the at the covenant God made with Adam, referred to as the Adamic uh, covenant, or the Noahic covenant, or the Mosaic, or the Davidic, um, and and there's different requirements. And I just thought it was super interesting to think about the new covenant. The requirement is, is perfect obedience, and since none of us have this perfect obedience, God. In the same way he signified with, with Abraham that like, hey, I'm going to make this covenant with you and I'll promise this to you and you promise this to me. But when you fail to keep the covenant, I'll die. He's, he does the same exact thing in the new covenant. I require perfect obedience or the penalty is death, eternal separation. You're not going to keep the terms of this covenant so I'll die so that the covenant can be satisfied. Mm -hmm. And then we get all the rewards of everything that he accomplished for us. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's incredibly, um, incredibly loving the way that, that God has done this and the way that Greg kind of mentioned about how God had made these covenants all throughout history and it's almost like God is doing this thing all along to say, like, like this is who I am and this is what I'm about. Um, and so, yeah, I really love that. Like, the holiness thing, like, God requires us to be holy, but he accomplishes our holiness for us. Mm -hmm. And he, he requires us to be perfect, but he accomplishes our perfection for us. And we get that righteousness handed down to us. And I, I just, that's just such an amazing, amazing thing that God has done for us. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I'm sure all of our listeners who have been uh, just going through us uh, week by week with us uh, found something to take away from that. And um, those who either haven't been, you know, tuning in uh, and now hearing about it, so good to inform them. So I want to thank you for. Uh, being on here, Daniel is my uh, co-host, so we'll be doing this every other week, maybe. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this is our first one, so hope you guys have enjoyed it so far. Um, we're going to try to keep doing this more consistently. Um, if you guys have any questions or things you want us to cover in this, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Um, when I, we post these on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it ends up going, I'll include in the notes uh, some email to reach out to, um, as well as just some uh, additional things about what's going on that week. Um, I really, do we have anything coming up? No. Well, on we're gonna we're gonna do so. We haven't even really talked about it yet, but we're gonna do a a, a friendsgiving okay. type thing here at Young Adults on um, a Tuesday night. But the date is TVA. All right, um, so next week, every Tuesday, 7 p.m. at the Hangar. Uh, this week coming up on no, October 31st, or 
November first. November first. November first. November first. It will be uh, worship night. Worship so, night. Yeah. Get excited. It's been what a couple months since we've done that. Yeah, we haven't had a worship night since September, and so I think worship night is one of the coolest things that we do. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, if you're around, if you hear this before then, yeah, drop by the hangar, West End Community Church. Yep, we have church on Sundays, uh, nine. A.M. and a 10.30 service, yep. uh, and then there's a class afterwards. Uh, if you're a young adult and you're new and you don't really know anybody, uh, the young adult group typically is on the uh, right side of the auditorium. Yeah, as you're looking at the stage, pulpit. Yeah, so just look for the young people, and I'm sure <laughs> one of them probably will be like, yes, that I, I am one of those. So uh, it's great to have, just have this going and great for you guys to hopefully uh, listen to this. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I guess we'll uh, transition. Hopefully we can have some music going by the time that we edit this. But Rock it out. Thanks, guys. Right, thank you.